Crawling out of the swamps of South Florida On August 5th, 2021 Three, it's Saturday Night Live This is Chip This is Captain Brunch We're in the treehouse Vines are swinging The dogs are farting what episode numbers? I think it's 31 or 32. Could be 30 something. We've done it some 30 something times, maybe. I do have to complain about your high pitched squeals there at the, the intro. You've been doing them consistently. <laughs> high pitched squeals. Your high pitched squeals. I don't, I'm not, I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway, what's going on, Brunch? Well, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Uh, so. As episode 32. Nice. That's a good number. 32. That means we're coming up on the magic number next weekend. So um, I do want to say that Panda's Zoologist came in at the very end of last week's show with 2420 saying um, rather zaps are better than Boostagram and I'll use it exclusively. Yeah, he's just trolling. Have to take care of pandas zoologists. Okay, well, let's start the episode off with a troll, man. That was a cheap troll too. You said it was like two thousand twenty-four twenty. Ugh, th- thanks for thanks for the the pittance, you troll. Get back under your bridge. <laughs> so, how are you doing, Chimp? I'm doing all right. That's too bright. Ugh. Too Chimp, dark. Too bright. Chimp, you gotta get this treehouse like properly lit. You know, know we're gonna like get some LEDs, some controllable purple, smart LEDs. Yeah. Well. You you could you can you could do them around like the border of the window and you can hide it like it would be hidden by the anyways. And you're so you're working now, so you can go ahead and get some stuff for the treehouse. <laughs> Speaking of of working, it's funny enough. Uh, so I'm starting a new job this week. Ooh, fancy! Yeah. So you know, it's as if the universe was listening to my pleas and my cries of desperation. Uh, you know, I've been having this like stomach problem for weeks on end, and and you know th- this company I've been working at, we just keep working on these hot, unpleasant jobs on these tiny-ish boats that don't have a lot of space on them. So, and I knew I didn't want to work there anymore. You know, the people are cool, and you know, it's just I wasn't the right company, the right circumstances for me. So. I happened, you know, and unfortunately, I did not get offered the job that I thought I was going to get offered at this marina. Um, and, you know, too bad for them, boo-hoo. Um, but, you know, every once in a while, I would check the website for the company I used to work at, the shipyard that I used to work at, and just to, you know, see what was what was on their web pages or whatever. I mean, the reason I left was because you know, I wanted to do something more technical, right? Like either I wanted to work on engines or I wanted to work on electrical systems. So I kind of went with electrical systems and that's, you know, so I left that company to go with a company that actually allowed me to do that because the one that I worked at, you know, they didn't, I was doing like mechanical work. I was doing plumbing stuff. I don't know if you recall. And then a few weeks of like paint. Anyway. So I don't know. I happened to notice that like on their website, on the, the jobs page, they had an opening for a Marine electrician, so I hit up the human resources and I was like, yo, like, what's up with that? Like, that, what's that about? And so I talked to her a little bit about it. And then she really told me to talk to the lead project manager. And so then I did talk to him about it. And I'm like, well, you know, that's exactly what I'm doing at the company I work at now. Uh, so, you know, why don't you guys let me do it over there? So I'm going to start on Wednesday. Wait, so it's the same company? 
No, so I'm going back to the shipyard that I used to work in. So oh, okay, I've been working okay. in a shop for the last few months. Gotcha, since February. Gotcha. Cool. And so now I'm going back to the shipyard that I used to work in, but as an electrician, as a as a marine electrician, as opposed to a um, back of all trades. Yeah, grunt worker. You know, like <laughs> as opposed to doing toilets. Um, so that's really exciting. I'm 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 really nervous and anxious about it because. I get to work on bigger boats. I mean, I don't really know the extent of what what exactly they're expecting because it's a position that didn't exist at the company when I was working there before. So I think they're kind of just inventing or creating the position and they're likely still figuring out what it is that they want to do because there are, you know, the main thing at the shipyard is that they subcontract a lot of jobs to avoid liability. So they don't, you know, they don't want to have their employees doing things that they're not particularly specialized at or trained in because that can cause liability issues in regards to warranties. You know, like I was just installing underwater lights on Friday, yesterday before, you know, like the, my last day of work, so to speak. And um, just reading the instruction manual and, you know, like it has a two-year warranty and these lights are hundreds of dollars each and we were installing 10 of them. And there's all kind and like there's wiring and then the wiring is connecting to devices that control the, the colors of the lights. And then those devices are hooked up to some other device that's hooked up to a screen. And then that's how the use, you know, there's all these th- rules about how it has to be installed. Otherwise, you know, you'll void the warranty. Okay. And, you know, if you're spending thousands of dollars on a device and installation, you don't want to void the warranty. So, you know, there's just a lot of... Uh, a lot of anxiety about starting a job on a bigger ship with going you know, to be probably bigger jobs. And these companies, they want to avoid the liability of having their employees do those kinds of jobs. So, you know, I'm just interested to see like when I get there, like what is it exactly that they're going to expect me to do versus how much stuff are they still? Cause I'm gonna, sure you'll figure it out. Obviously I'm going to figure it out when I get there. I mean, that's, that's the only choice. Uh, and then, you know, I'm going to spend a couple of days like their old electrician. He's actually leaving this Friday, but he's not like their marine electrician. He's the shipyard electrician. So he was like responsible for making sure that when the boats come, they could plug into power. Like, have you ever had like an, have you ever driven an RV? No. Um, it's <clears> just a story going somewhere. I'm going to change the subject. Okay. To what? Uh, how much do you pay for water? I don't pay for water. How much does the place you live pay for water? Tremendous amount of money. Like, in the, is, is it every three months? Every month, I'm pretty sure. Oh, jeez. And it's a lot of money. We have, like, my... I mean, that's a, that's a sore subject for me because my building, you know, we... We we obviously have leaks. The building's like sixty years old, and there are leaks in places. So we we have been like our our water bill keeps going up all the time, and you got to imagine maybe it's like leaky faucets, leaky toilets, leaky bathtubs, um, maybe pipes that are under or between the apartments that are leaking. It's it's very depressing. <laughs> Why do you up, ask? <laughs> I bring it up because I just moved here in mid-February. And here in NMB, it's like every three months, the water bill. And the first bill came before, and it was $31, $32. That's paying, real low. I was used to paying 200 something 220 uh-huh. 240 so then in North Miami. Your second bill. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe, you know, second bill, 40 Uh-huh. 
And I'm trying to figure it out because my parents five blocks away are paying 200 something. Uh-huh. So what's going on? <laughs> you still haven't figured it out? No. I mean, maybe you just use less water than other people. That much less water? Seems unlikely. Like, because the landlords have the sprinkler system going every day, even when it rains. <laughs> it's very annoying. I don't understand how that's possible that you, I mean, I don't know. Despite that. like Maybe maybe at your parents' house, maybe they have like leaky That's what I'm stuff. thinking too, yeah. <laughs> Old buildings, you never know. And I shower once a month, so it might be that. But you shower once a month. I didn't know it was that often. It was pretty good in here though for that. <laughs> Well, I hope you figure out this water mystery. Well, um, Panda says it's 50, 55 a month for him. So that's about, what, 150, almost 200 every three months. So that makes about sense. So something's going on here. Electricity is also pretty low. So I'm going to take it as a stroke of luck. Yeah, I guess count your blessings while you have them before they get you know stripped of you and you get screwed or something like that. <laughs> Coming, I'm sure. <laughs> well, so... You know, I really don't know the extent to which my stomach problem, you know, I still, because the doctors that I've seen so far in the test, they haven't been able to figure it out yet. So it's kind of like, oh, what's the problem? I'm convinced about it being like a combination of motion sickness and heat sickness. Um, but I think there's also a, probably a stress component. And so part of it was, you know, like after I did the scene last week, I felt kind of better like not even after actually I felt better like once it already started because I was able to do this like action jujitsu scene without getting sick and it was just really surprising to me because I just totally expected to get sick I was hoping they would do the jujitsu scene at the end of the shoot so that I could get through all this I mean you just said it I expected to get sick like you know like self-fulfilling prophecy but it didn't happen so I don't know uh <laughs> I don't know, because it, it, I got sick the last time that I did the jujitsu, not the scene, but when I did the rehearsal for the scene, I got totally, totally wrecked, and then it totally ended the practice, which is what I was you know, worried about. I was worried about me getting sick and then being so physically distraught that I couldn't finish the, the filming, but oh, luckily. Your I acting didn't. career is seeing new lights. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, it was kind of nice. Uh, the the co the, the other actor who was in the scene with me, who I, I think he's got a lot more time in the movie than me, and he's a he's a full time actor, and he like you know he said it was uh, he said it was nice to work with me, <laughs> and he said you know that I did a good job for someone who wasn't a, who wasn't an actor. So you know, I never know to th whether people say these kinds of things if if they're being honest or not you know i always assume they're being honest because that's just like my nature i assume the opposite <laughs> <laughs> is that funny it's also like my supervisor at my job like before i left he said you know uh, if i if i change my mind uh, that you know he just to give him a call and i would be welcome back and i assume that was sincere like why would you say that to someone when they're like on their way out but, but maybe it's just polite to make them feel good you know why but why, why do people try to make me feel good like don't stick your fingers up my butt like, like that that one yeah i could see his sincerity but at, at least with us it was always like you know after a, we would play a show or something and, and people would come up to compliment you and like yeah yeah you're like you're gonna say that no matter what <laughs> i don't know at least people you know if it's someone you don't know it'll be, be a little different but 
Maybe. I just, I guess part of it is that I don't expect anyone to, to say anything nice to me. So when someone says something nice to me, it's hard for me to contextualize that maybe it's for social reasons and not just out of some sort of sincere expression, sincere expression of their feelings. It's definitely for social reasons. Like <laughs> so some people just feel the need to say something nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like even even if they don't mean it, like in closed doors and they talk shit. <laughs> I'm like, well, you were just being so nice to them, uh, but now you're being a it's so bitch. funny. That's so funny. I can't stand that. But people are like that. Well, so in regards to my stomach problem, I want to give a big shout out to Lois. And uh and we're um we're coming to this little thing that I brought you in this bag. Uh oh. Because I, I was talking to Lotus. On? Sure. I've been talking to to Lois and, uh, Lotus? you know, she, she I, know, I, I know I said Lotus, right? Um, and she's into Ayurvedic health, foods, healing, healing. Yeah, sure. I, I don't, I, I don't Nutrition? know enough about it to, to properly like put it in a sentence, but supplements, but so she's given me a bunch of recommendations like on some diet and, and, uh, so, so she actually kind of put together like a little meal plan for me. And so I've been gathering the ingredients for that. But I asked her the other day. <clears throat> looking at my dog. Yeah, I know. You're looking at your dog very intently. And I'm like, I'm jealous because mm-hmm. I feel like we I'm were, listening to you, we but were I'm like in the middle of something. And <laughs> Chip funny. is just mesmerized by his dog's butthole right now. He's calm. Aren't you happy? Yeah, I mean, uh, he was really calm last week, actually. I was really surprised by that. Really? He was destroying the toy. That was at the end of the day. Anyway, so, okay. So, then I asked Lois what she thought about a fast in my circumstances. Mm -hmm. I was like, what do you think if I, like, went on a fast? And she's like, you know, I don't really think that's a good idea right now for you. Uh, And so, she said, instead, why don't you try doing, like, a, a yellow mung doll fast? Thing. So just eat a bunch of like yellow mung doll. And <laughs> are you going to look that up? I know you mung bean. What's mung doll? Well, it's, you know, it's like a soup uh, like thing. D-A-L. M-O-N-G. Oh, so like. It's like an Indian, you know, kind of. Gotcha. Looks good. Okay. Well, why don't you look inside this little bag here that I have for that I have brought you. Now, why don't you open the bag? Wow, this is the slowest slow motion. And look at this little container. Roasted pine nuts. No, that's just the container. Oh. It used to be hummus, but now it's not hummus anymore. Can I eat it right now? You want to, I guess, in the middle of the show. So it's it's yellow mung dal with basmati rice. And this stuff is so delicious. So I'm going to try eating a bunch of this for the next two days. And then I'm going to do, I guess, the, the, the meal plan that she prepared for me but to me this seemed like a simple way to kind of reset my digestive tract and you know kind of like just reorient things although i definitely think stress is a part of it so the question is what were you eating before oh i mean just you know like the regular things that i was eating um okay but it's just that after the like the motion sickness heat sickness thing my body wasn't processing the things that it used to process in the way that it used to process them that's interesting. That's a good. That's that's yeah. I like that. So give it something a, a little more simpler to eat, to process. Yeah, and maybe like I guess perhaps in some sense it's like letting the the microbiome 
you know, reset itself and kind of re-strengthen because right now I guess it's all out of sorts and perhaps I don't have enough of the right bacterias and it just ate to you. Maybe. But so I'm gonna I'm gonna eat mung dal for a little while and it's so good. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So I don't think I'm gonna have too much of a problem. I'm gonna do that for the next two days. I don't start the job until next Wednesday. So, you know, I got I got a few days until I have to maybe I'm not really too worried about the job. Like I think the first few days are probably gonna be pretty chill, just kind of orienting things. I don't even imagine that they have like any of the kind of equipment that I'm gonna need to work. Like they probably don't have a lot of well, they must have power cables though. But they didn't have them for boats though. They had power cables for the shipyard. So I feel like I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna be like, yeah, okay, you guys need to buy a bunch of stuff. Because I have the tools, but I don't have all of the little hardware kind of things that might be needed. Ooh, okay. So so Chimp has got his uh his yellow mung doll. I added some plastic. Nice. I wanna I wanna see what he, what you think. What do you, you gotta try what you keep mixing it. Like how much are you gonna mix this thing? Mix it. <laughs> All right. Live reactions Lit to from South Florida. Boost if you want me to eat the whole thing. Oh, is it cheesy? What is that? It's not cheesy. It's yellow. Ow, ow. Oh, it's too hot? No. I have this thing on my lip that I bit. Uh, It's like dull. That's good. Yeah, it's dull. So, you know, I'm I'm real happy about that. And uh so thank you, Lois, for the recommendation. Thank you, know, you Lois. I've I've been able to eat it and it doesn't upset my stomach at all, which is really nice. Um because everything just kind of makes me gassy. Like I've just been gassy for the last few weeks. It's so by a few weeks I mean a month. Stop eating McDonald's. I don't. I don't eat McDonald's. And I'm not going to admit the things that I have eaten that I really, really shouldn't have eaten because I'm just going to, like, depress people listening to this. <laughs> I, I think you just depress yourself. <laughs> no, it's funny. I was on the phone and then, you know, like, I spoke to Lois, I think it was on Wednesday, and then I spoke to her again on Friday. And then so she was kind of expecting me to already have started you know, eating the things that she recommended. And I'm like, well, Lois, it's kind of hard during the week, you know, like I work. And then when I get home from work, I'm just really tired. And I'm like, you know, I'll get, I'm going to take care of a bunch of this stuff over the weekend. But so she was like, what did you eat today? So I started telling her this stuff and she, oh, God. she was like, she told me at the end of listing, like my, you know, my basic breakfast and lunch, she's like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> what was your breakfast? It was a shake, but it was really my lunch, <laughs> oh. which was a sandwich, but it was like, uh, you know, it was not in line with what she was recommending. That's for sure. So in preparation of this, uh, of this job, I'm going to be starting. I, I, I bought, I bought like a rain suit. You ever, have you ever owned a rain suit? Nods head. Well, you know, in a shipyard. It, especially in South Florida, there's there's occasion for the you know to be like a torrential downpour, just like today. Like remember today, it just kind of started raining really I hard. I plugged my computers, my monitors, everything. Yeah, I turned off my computer um, because yeah, for sure, I was worried about about the power going out. Um, it was really good. Yeah, it's great. I can't. I'm gonna go back home and have some more when I'm done with the show. <laughs> um, so, you know. And I think about it all the time because like growing up in South Florida, 
and it rains so often, I think about how ill prepared we actually are for like wet weather. It kind of debilitates us, I feel like, for the most part, unless you're doing something inside. But if you have to do something inside somewhere else, like let's say you worked in an office, so you'd have to like get from, and it was in a downpour, right? So you had to get from your home to your car and then to your office. Like that can be hard because maybe if you wear like a suit or if you're a woman and you wear high heels and a suit and makeup and stuff and you, and it's like a downpour, that's going to screw up your outfit like on the way to your car. So anyways, like this is obviously not going to protect a suit and tie kind of outfit from the rain, but rain suits are cool because they just kind of keep you, your body dry. So if for some reason I had to do something in the rain, I would, I could have this like rain suit and it's like a hoodie and, uh, and I have already have like waterproof boots. I don't know, like you, cause I've, I've, I've gotten soaking wet on my jobs before cause of the rain. Like for instance, if I'm on a boat <clears throat> and then let's say it's lunchtime <laughs> and it's pouring rain, like, and I, and my lunch is over at the, at the, like the shop and maybe the shop is like 300 feet away or something. Well, that 300, that's 300 feet of like torrential downpour that I might have to sit through. So, you know, if I had a, a rain suit, I, I, I wouldn't have to get soaked. So, you know, this is one of the preps. It's also like some tools I want to buy, but oh God, like I've worked so few days in the last few weeks. Like last week I worked one day. The week before that, I think I worked two days. So it's, I don't want to spend money. It's depressing. But I have some food for you too. Ooh. But it's a hot sauce. It's a hot sauce? I want to try it with some chips. Uh, what kind of hot sauce is it? Uh, it's called chiltepe. And tell me more about it. It's this little round pepper. Oh, gosh. I already don't like this. It's like a little, like, little, like ball-sized pepper. A little tiny little guy. Uh-huh. Made it to, you know, Central America and, and Southern United States. Mm-hmm. And this is fresh. It was made fresh. You could taste taste real fresh. Tastes like real peppers. Uh huh. And this heat is a very slow buildup. Uh huh. It's not like instant, but it's slow buildup to what? The heat. The spicy. To how? To how spicy? Uh, just don't have a lot. That's all I say. Just don't have a lot. And <laughs> why do you want me to have this? Well, because you just great brought me some great dolls, so I want to give you something. I also have um a tamale, but you can't have that. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't really know if I want to try this hot sauce. Like, I'm not really like into to hot stuff. And then not really giving me much of a choice. So, so Chimp just went to his uh, his refrigerator, and he brought out like some chips. The treehouse cooler. So you know I'm gonna be gassy in a little bit, but maybe the uh, the hot the hot sauce will. But clear mine. I mean, my, my nasal passages are pretty clear right now. Man, the doll like really clears your circulation so, so well. So have a couple of chips just to give the flavor in your mouth and then dip a little bit into the sauce. Oh. Like dip how much into the sauce? I'm really confused right now. <laughs> okay, we're going to see. He says it like builds up. Okay. Oh my gosh. It like oh. That's it's okay. So it's a nice like pleasant. Ooh. Oh. 
Are we going to have to pause the show for a few minutes? Like, this is intense. That'll put some hair on your teeth. getting a little out of hand. What the hell is hair on your teeth? What's this? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This is getting spicier and spicier. I told you. No, you didn't. I specifically asked you. How hot? (laughs) Drink your sparkling water. Oh, my God. Uh, Oh, gosh. I don't, I don't, oh, I don't do spicy things. So this is, this is taking me, oh, to a place that I don't often go. Oh, man. Do you have a napkin? Oh, the, pass me one of these napkins because a little bit dropped here and all I need to do is get it on my hand. I think we may be losing brunch. Oh. Starting to sweat. <laughs> it's convulsing. He's convulsing. Yeah, my parents recently came back from Guatemala, so they brought back a bunch of stuff, including tamales and some spicy pepper sauce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I could definitely see that adding a lot of flavor to a to a dish. There's some doll. Oh yeah. Oof. Oh well, thank you, Chimp, for that um, adventure. It's a reminder so, that you're alive. That's for sure. Oh, man, that's definitely a reminder that I'm alive. Yeah, pollo campero. What is pollo campero? It's like um, it's like a KFC, but from Guatemala. <laughs> they have some of those down here. Anywhere near here? Not on 8th Street. Mm-hmm. South 8th. Southwest 8th. Calle by, Ocho. By, by NBC. <clears throat> oh, whoa. So... After that nice little spicy kick, are you ready for drum roll, please? Chimp challenge. Chimp challenge number two. Number two. I mean, I don't know if I'm ready for it, but you know what can you do? You can just do it. All right. Well, when you put it that way. So earlier I gave you the options of either... Because, you know, just to remind people, if you haven't heard Chimp Challenge before, I wrote a quick little ditty, recorded it, and then now Brunch has to improvise some lyrics to it. And he's given a theme, and he has to follow the theme. Last time the theme was Thursdays, just another Mondays in Disguise, right? This time, it's either going to be, it's your choice. Bobby the K, a.k.a. Sideshow Bob, B.K.A. Robert Kennedy F. Jr. Wait, <laughs> Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Or your sad times with boats and heat. Uh-huh. So what do you say? What do you want to do? I say you start the music. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Chimp challenge number two. Burning time, it's turning. Sideshow Bob's in the corner. Try as much as I can. 
Challenge number two. All right, Captain, how do you feel? I feel like I was able to do both of your stupid things. <laughs> I mean, not very like While reasonably. <laughs> I liked it. Good job. Yeah. Well, you know, that's always a this is an interesting experience to do the uh, do the chimp challenge. You know, it's it's fun. It's a uh, it's like a. It's like a little exercise, like a sprint, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like a 5K. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, another thing I did in preparation for this job, I signed up for the ChatGPT monthly paid account. Wow. Because I think that, uh, you know, because I use searches, right? Like I, I will do searches on a regular basis in my job to try to troubleshoot problems. So I'll try to see if other people have had similar problems. I think that these AI chats would be more useful for those kinds of issues than like a tra- the traditional web search. So I decided to give it a shot. Why not? Um, you know, I've been reasonably impressed by the free versions of things. Like I've used Google Bard and I've used the the, the free chat GPT. So I figured, why the hell not? You know, let me just test it out for a while and see how it works. And so I'm kind of hopeful. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm basically going to use it as like a, a tech support. A tech support. Yeah. You know, so if you would call a company and talk to their tech support, like I'm going to talk to this chat GPT as a tech support. And how often do you need tech support? Well, I mean, I work on electrical and electronic systems oh, okay. so all the time. <laughs> I thought you meant like computers. Yeah. No, like tech support, you know, like the other day I was installing screens. Did I tell you about like those $11,000 screens that 
screwed up during the installation process. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had to get replaced. And then to replace them, the guy had to put, you know, he had to buy new screens until he sent the old screen. So the guy was like out $40,000 until he returned the new screens. I left the company, so I'm never going to know what happened with that story. But, uh, but you know, so maybe instead of like searching d- desperately through forums, I could just talk to this chat AI and then it will search desperately through the forums and then aggregate the experiences of other people and put it into a nice neat little response that I can use to maybe get forward on a problem. We're going to see, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, and then I can also, what another thing I want to do is I want to specifically feed it. Like I'm going to feed it, uh, a manual, you know, like, so let's say I'm working on a particular system. If I have the PDF for the manual, I could feed it the manual and then it can be using the manual as a reference. That's interesting. Yeah. Like a more advanced find function. Exactly. Exactly. Because I ultimately I have to go back to these manuals and to these documents and see where the answers actually are. I cannot rely on the AI for all kinds of reasons, you know, for hallucinations as one instance. Or it might just be wrong. You know, humans are wrong all the time. So if the AI is programmed by human content, then it can just be wrong. Why not? Um, but well, we'll see. I, I think that this is going to be one of the, the biggest use cases for these chat AIs. Um, another thing that I might be able to do, I haven't been able to get much information about it as yet. But essentially, uh, taking pictures of things and then feeding the pictures into the AI and then... M- it can tell you things about it, right? So what I'm wondering is if it can identify things. Like, will it be able to identify machinery? You know, because sometimes when you when I come up to a machine, it doesn't necessarily have identification. Although it should, it might not. So if I'm trying to figure something out, like if I'm trying to figure out what kind of a cable something is, maybe if I can take a picture of it, and maybe it will be able to cross reference. Like that one cable. Remember when we were emptying out? Um that Jewish school you worked at? Uh-huh. And there was this one cable I couldn't figure out what it was for? <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. I still want to know what it's for. Like, I, I, it has to be proprietary or something, but anyway. Yeah, so I, I think that this is going to be a really great use case. And so I, I will definitely update, you know, the internet as the use case kind of develops. One other thing related to starting this job that I wanted to mention, something that I think I've mentioned before, but I finally pulled the trigger on it. I got an Amazon Prime membership. Wow. Yeah, I've never had one before. You're proud of yourself for that? or Not proud. It's something I'm like uh, guilt. It's like a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like, Because you have Amazon Prime, don't you? I no longer pay for it. What do you mean you no longer pay for it? We just write off someone else's account. Oh, well, that's nice. I stopped paying for Amazon years ago. Well... So I mean, I never paid for it, but the reason I decided to start paying for it was because there's a few tools that I need for my job that starts on Wednesday, and now, yeah, pretty much. So I can like cancel my membership if I want to. <laughs> like you're gonna remember? I remember all the time because I check my credit card bills regularly, so I'm always seeing when things are charging, and so I have to always reassess. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have this horrible. $15 a month payment that I make to the YMCA to keep my account active on a gym membership that I don't use. The one in Hollywood? Yeah. It's in Hollandale. Hollandale? Then go. No, but 
if I wanted to go, I'd have to pay $50 a month. <laughs> it's so funny. I just look at it like some kind of weird charity that I'm doing. It makes no sense. I must have given them like 150 bucks by now. Wow. But see, but I consciously do that. I know that I'm giving them 15 bucks a month. It's not like I I forgot. I know. So once again, you're proud of that? I'm not proud. It's just something that I do. Panda uh, says, look for the tag. Yeah, I searched every single possible thing I could about this cable, and the, um, the connector just did not make sense. And he says he's been on Prime for years. Yeah, I had Prime when it was still it's just a student thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, part of the reason I got it is I want to like more TV shows for my mom to watch because she like watches a lot of TV in her retirement. So with Amazon prime, she'll have prime TV, which I think will be entertaining. So, you know, I take that $15 in DCA Panda, please, please. For real. If, if it'll, if it'll keep my mom happy and cause you know, I don't know. So when's the last time you bought Bitcoin now? Huh? Me? I mean, I get Bitcoin all the time. It's kind of just a part of my like ongoing lifestyle. My ultimate <laughs> ongoing lifestyle. <laughs> but my ultimate goal is to get paid in Bitcoin. And- you make it sound sexual. <laughs> <laughs> lifestyles aren't sexual. Like lifestyles are everything. Partly sexual, right? Do you get a? Ta- I don't. I, I'm. I'm very sure I don't get a tax write off for that. For that YMCA fifteen dollar, it's because it's not a donation, right? Like it's a. It's like a service fee, so that they can pay for the servers that are maintaining my inactive account that I could just cancel and then restart if I ever. I think I'm going to start going like with this new job. So the the shipyard closes at four p.m. instead of four thirty. So I think I can actually get to the YMCA by 4.30. I'd like to do swimming in the afternoon. You know, so swimming after work but before I go home, I think it'll be nice to to do some good, some good laps. Hey, I support it. But, I mean, you just finished telling me how I'm so tired from work. I can't come home and, and cook or prepare stuff. Yeah, but, but if I start swimming, that's going to increase my energy levels. True. Is the, the reason I'm tired from work is that I'm doing like these repetitive movements, these strenuous movements, but they're not like they're not necessarily healthy movements. They're not exercise. Yeah, you're not working out the whole body. Exactly. So if I start exercising, it's going to increase my general energy levels. I mean, I know this is a problem I've suffered for a while. So, I, you know, this is why I need to start swimming. And so I'll start, you know, I'll start soft and then I'll build up over time. That's usually how it works. (laughs) Starts off and it builds up. Yeah, but I think a lot of people just kind of like dive in head first and then they're really hoping for like results immediately and then they burn out. So I'm just, I'm making it clear that I'm not going to burn out like that. So Comic-Con happened recently. Nice. I don't know. I believe we talked about it last year. Probably. I don't know. So Comic-Con is the annual convention or conference for the comma ai which is the open source self-driving car software slash uh, hardware company <laughs> i did not say comic con i oh, said comic con and uh so the big announcement this year because the, the the price for the comma three i think was twenty three hundred dollars so twenty three hundred dollars for this device that will turn your car if it's a modern car into a self-driving car 
Well, they have a comma 3X now. It's like their, I guess their upgraded version, but now it's only $1,300. Wow, make driving chill. <laughs> yeah, that's their, that's their like motto right now, make driving chill. Um, $1,250. Yeah, $1,250. So, Let's do it. But, but neither of us have a car that can r- run it. Why? What, what do you need? You need electronic steering, and then you need like sensors in your car that can sense things. That's whack. Yeah, so maybe next year I'll get a car that can actually drive this. Um, My car doesn't have electronic steering? Maybe. I don't know. Like how, how What year is, is your that? car? 2016. Maybe. It might be able to do some of the features. The, the newer cars will be able to do more features. I don't know enough about it. I mean, it's kind of like a... The, the 3X is a consumer product, I suppose, but they used to call it a dev kit. So, yeah, I don't know. But I, I'm i super, super like bullish on this comma because it's open source. So if you wanted to, you could you know, mess with the software. The hardware, I believe, is open source. You could implement it yourself if you wanted to. You could you know, port your car if it wasn't already supported. And so I like that because I love the idea of the technology being generic and not specific to a car. You know, like you don't have to buy a Tesla to have a self-driving car. You don't have to buy like a Lexus to have a self-driving car. You can buy any car you want and then you could install this device, which is just like a, a cell phone kind of sized, you know, box that you stick on your windshield and then you plug it in through some sort of, you know, adapter cable that connects to your car's electrical harness of some sort and then it'll control your car so do you think this will raise or lower your insurance i don't think you tell your insurance about it for now i think eventually it'll lower your insurance um but you'd probably have to have your like an it would probably have to be connected to the internet and then telling your insurance that you're using it so that they would know that you were actually using it the device hasn't uh you know, a forward and a back facing camera. So it's looking at you as you're driving to determine if you're actually paying attention to the road or not. Damn, I would need a 2022 version of my car. Yeah. So like I said, sucks, right? But I I can't wait to try this out. You know, I'm much more excited to do this than to get a Tesla, which you do not expect Uh, to get. (laughs) I don't ever plan to get a Tesla. Um, The McDonald's. Of the car world. Really. <laughs> McDonald's of the car, not it's, yet. It's more like a Chick-fil-A. Uh, I, th- I feel like it's the Benihana of the, Benihana. Of, of the car world. You know, it's like it's a technology company as much as it's a car company. And Benihana, I feel like, is is a, is like a performance art company as much as it's a <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> you know, so that's uh, the Benihana. That's the show title, the Benihana of car companies. <laughs> that's too long. Uh, I mean, does, is nice it too try, long? Nice so I was in Costco today. Oh, shit, we got 15 minutes to think of a show title. And Continue. So, you know, I like, I like the drones, even though I haven't really flown them too much lately. So, not only so I the last drone I got was the DJI Mini 2. So not only do they have a DJI Mini 3, but I saw at Costco today for $850, they have a DJI Mini 3 Pro. And for those who don't recall in previous times that we've talked about this, the whole thing about the Mini is that it's under 250 grams. So there is a law 
it's kind of an international law. So a lot of countries have this same law that essentially say that above 250 grams, you have to register the drone as a, you know, as like a vehicle with the local um, aviation administration. But under 250 grams, you do not have to register the drone. So it's, it's like a little bit more legally convenient to bring a mini drone with you to other countries on vacations. Um, there's less, you know, you don't have to, it's just a little more lenient with, with the small ones. So the fact that they have a pro version and it looks pretty sick, uh, it was so tempting. I don't have anywhere near $850 to spend on a drone right now. Like I mentioned, I barely worked the last few weeks, but you better believe I'm looking for a sale. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully when it goes on sale, I'm going to have some money again because, you know, with a new job also comes a new, a new income. <laughs> what I'm waiting for. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That's for sure. That's for sure. Stock Art says stock up on drone shit now. There's a Chinese export ban starting in September. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. I don't think I'm going to be able to buy this this month. I'm going to buy like all this crap for work. Like I got to buy a cable cutter. I got to buy like a, a big lug crimper, like to crimp the ends of battery cables. And those are fat batteries. So I need to get like, I'm going to get a hydraulic one so that it, you know, it's like it's way, it takes way less pressure to crimp it than, than it does to actually going to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, and then there was one, oh, and a, and fish tape. Those are the three things, like the three tools I'm buying for the job that I don't already have because I pretty much have everything else. So I wanted to ask you a question as a segue into another conversation. But uh, Democracy Now! was, you know, talking about these, um, like they've been putting up these kind of border barriers in rivers and lakes along the border between Mexico and California. They're like these giant orange like floating balls covered in barbed wire and they just put them in the water yeah yeah i heard of that and i was just wondering what, what do you think about border walls what do i think about <laughs> border walls yeah i mean they serve a purpose <laughs> yeah everything serves a purpose right. right like a butter knife serves a purpose i mean if you want to keep people out you got to put a wall do you want to keep people out <laughs> what do you what do you think, chimp? I think we should definitely limit the amount of people that get here. Okay, we should how how should we do that? Should we put borders on our walls? It's funny, I was talking to this Cuban guy at the at the shipyard I was working in yesterday, and this guy was so like jingoistic and he was you know, he's like, we gotta, we gotta stop all these Mexicans and from getting in and we gotta close our borders. And I'm like, are we should we build a wall around Florida? Because if we're trying to stop, you know, illegal immigrants from coming in, it's obviously not enough to just put the, a wall on the border between Mexico and, and Texas. We, we got to put a wall. I mean, if, if people have the testicular fortitude to get over a giant wall or cut themselves getting here, then, hey, you fucking made it, right? But, you know, like, rather than just letting anyone over like that, I would say no. Well, but you see what you just said. I agree with you in the sense that if someone was able to to accomplish it, like if we put up all these barriers and you were still able to get here, I'm kind of like, God bless you and may you live a successful life. 
But, you know, most people who are for the, the border walls, they're like, no, no. Like, we got to send them back, you know, and they're like really uptight about it. And it was just funny because this guy was like so gung ho, but he's so Cuban. And it's like you, you're obviously a beneficiary of preferential immigration policy. Like you and so many other Cubans, you guys didn't have to go through the same grueling processes as other people. You, all you had to do was set foot on the beach of South Florida and you're like legal. It, you know, you get like this magical, you know, little VIP express lane that no one else gets to go through. Yeah, but that was a different time. I mean, but okay, it we, we was a it was a different now. it was a different time. But is that an excuse for treating people differently? No, of to course me, not. it's not. To other people, it is. Like it's like, oh, but it was different. I mean, to me, it's no different. The the problem is that those same benefits and the same like uh nanny state of giving out um what do you call them the entitlements i mean that's what those people came here for right like they came to that was an entitlement like immigration privileges is an entitlement so people came here to benefit from those things and now that they you know the argument is that well all these people are coming to leech off of our entitlements like well what are you here for like our clean roads the safe cities um Our strong military, these are all entitlements that you people, like my mother, even though she didn't come here for economic reasons, but like you people came here for these entitlements. Now, now some of the poorest people in the world are coming here for these same entitlements. And it's like, well, there's not enough to go around. Well, you know, probably not, (laughs) especially especially if we keep maintaining this huge military that we have. Uh, and so, oh man, there was like two different segues. I'm like, I don't know which direction to go in. So, I, mean, I, I think it's definitely what this neighborhood is changing into. Like, like you'll see certain, you'll see, you'll notice houses where there's tons and tons of cars parked outside. Uh huh. Like all these people live in this house. Like, oh yeah. More than likely, half of them are you know don't have their papers. Uh huh. And I, I know someone who who literally brings people over here just to work in in his company. Uh-huh. And pays them shit. Oh, I mean, there's tons and tons of companies who make money off of immigrant labor. I remember when my friend Zach lived in like some like RV park in Hollywood, and there was like this really kind of fancy looking RV, but there was all these people living in there. Nice, like we. I was talking to some of them. They were from South Africa. Maybe we, we talked about this. They were they were shipped in to work for the circus behind Bayside. So mm. the Ferris wheel. Right. Like they were they worked the Ferris wheel. I mean, that's their whole their whole reason for existing in this country was to be picked up at like five in the morning, shipped over to downtown Miami, worked the ferry or whatever their ship shift was, right? Like a bus, like a little minivan would come and pick them up every day and then drop them home. And they were paid crap, like way below, you know, like it was horrible wages because it was some sort of special program and it wasn't a normal job. So much of our country relies on that kind of stuff. So not just like Democrats and Republicans, like if you have a construction industry, so I don't know, like Donald Trump or anyone like that who got who made money off of off of real estate, that's relies heavily on on illegal immigrants. 
food, agriculture, so what have we uh, had restaurants? So what if so, so so what if we had less of that? What would happen? Less of what? Less entitlements? No, less less people to be used in, in those jobs. I mean, I'm confused. So what if we had half the amount of illegal immigrants to work in in construction jobs or in restaurant jobs? What would change? That makes me wonder. So probably prices would go up. Maybe, right? <laughs> so like it would make the, the price of food go up. It would make the price of construction well, go up. Well, profits would go down and then they would raise the prices. But I think at one point- Profits it would will never up. go. They don't let profits go down, right? Like this is this is a part of the business model. I mean, you, you hear about, you know, companies will lay off thousands of employees and then they'll have record profits that year. Or maybe not. We'll see. We'll see how the tech companies are doing. I don't know. Did they ever make profits? Some of them. Some of these businesses never made profits. Uh, so there was. Um, so I brought that up as a segue for somehow for the Trump indictments. Did you hear about these new indictments that were levied against Trump? Um, like more? Yes. Okay. No. Because they're they're all from like different jurisdictions yeah. and stuff. Um, so. The recent indictments, I don't think, maybe there were four of them. I don't remember how many indictments there are, but it was like a 45. He's basically being indicted for the conspiracy to overturn the election. And it has to do with the, like the fake electors that they had, um, that they had arranged for in various states. So, you know, like if the Republicans, like if he had won in these various states, then like the parties and would have you know would have had their chosen electors for the electoral college to do some process to vote and like turn in their votes so the republicans or at least the trumpites or the whoever's they actually did this in i think it was like 11 states they actually had 11 states there they had their electors even though they did not win so to speak actually turn in their votes and then they had hoped that um mike pence would use that as an excuse to stop the certification of the election to then somehow turn the election results over to the state legislature so that they would choose who had won the election that was like this whole convoluted fucking plan that they had to try to overturn it so that's what the indictments are right now now, they're expecting there to be more indictments coming out of Georgia over his trying to pressure the governor of Georgia to find like 11,000-something votes. Hold on. So he's being in indicted for what other people are doing? I didn't, quite, I didn't quite get that. Yes, but they were doing it like as part of a conspiracy that, he, that they're saying that he led. Oh, okay, okay. That's and they were stupid. doing it for him. Gotcha. You know, like they weren't doing it because like they necessarily and, and it's also they're alleging that dozens of these electors were were misled. Like they were told, you know, because Trump said that they stole the election. I won the election. So they're you know, the, the prosecution is alleging that these people were being tricked by Trump. We're being manipulated by Trump and his people to believe that everything that they were doing was legal when it wasn't legal, when it was just fantasy and et cetera. So, yes, that's what they're indicting him for. Got it. So I think and I don't think this is the first time I've mentioned this here. I think president I think Trump is going to be elected from prison. <laughs> I think he's going to be elected from prison. He, he's going to be indicted. He's going to be 
convicted of some, if not a, a lot of these charges that are being up and, and maybe it is a witch hunt. Like I'm not saying anything about where this is. I don't give a crap because I'm an anarchist and all these presidents can go to prison for all I care. They built the prisons and they can live in them too. <laughs> um, so, but I think he's going to be elected from prison. I think the more that they go after him, the more that they prosecute him, the more his fans are going to look at him as a martyr, as a victim, as we have to stand up for him. And it's just going to increase his popular. It's going to entrench his popularity. Like it's like the only thing they could do to somehow make him more popular other than, you know, the first go around, they just talked about him all the time. Well, now, not only are they going to talk about him all the time, but they're just going to have this insane, like, circus elect- circus trial slash elections. But is that enough, though? Is what enough? I mean, yeah, his, his core base is going to fight for him like crazy, but... Not just his core base. It's like a lot of people are going to look at it. They're going to be convinced that, that he's a victim. But do you think 100% of the people that voted for Trump four years ago are going to vote for him again? Let's say like thirty percent of them won't, but now exactly. you're gonna get. But you're gonna get a ton of Democrats who are gonna vote for him, especially if he runs. Are you trying to break everything? Oh my yes. god! Especially if he runs with Sideshow Bob. Yes, I'm telling you. That I'll see. If he runs with Sideshow Bob as his vice presidential candidate, I'm telling you, this guy is gonna sink the ship. <laughs> sink the ship. He's gonna sink the ship. He's gonna like wreck the Democrat Party, wreck the Republican Party. Like it's just gonna totally turn this whole country into a nut house. It's gonna be fantastic times, except for the people who have to live with it. That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I got one more topic I'll bring up next week. Um, I do want to give a shout out though to the local Bitcoin community. Tomorrow at four p.m., they're gonna be watching. Uh, this movie called The Highest of Stakes. And it is a kind of a documentary about crypto scammer Richard Hart of, um, I don't remember which crypto scam he runs, but this guy, he, like his claim to fame is that not only does he have a, like a crypto coin that he sells to people, but he flashes how rich he is. So he's constantly wearing like these really, really expensive designer outfits like he'll wear like a million dollar watch and he makes it a point to tell people on podcasts like I'm wearing a million dollar watch or he's wearing like Louis Vuitton outfits from head to toe like his jacket is leather with all the LV on it and and so the guy is just a total you know a total nutball scammer he's so full of himself but he's but like not like at the same time as he's spending his customers money living a life of total luxury he's also claiming to want to make the world rich so you know it, so they made this documentary kind of trying to expose how insane he is or i don't know I, i'm not going to watch it probably because i don't want to watch a documentary about some insane scammer even if it's to expose how much of a scammer he is like is, i don't need to give my attention to that <laughs> But you'll read about it. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for joining us, y'all, on Saturday Night Lit, August 5th. It was Captain Brunch. This is Chimp. Running down the hours. Don't forget to go to podcastapps.com. And we'll see you next week. Stop stepping on my outro, man.